It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the combined crew of blindandroidusers.com and accessibleandroid.com. Now kick back and enjoy another fine episode from these Android fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here's your crew. Hello and welcome to episode 124 of the Blind Android Users Podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined today by my co-hosts Warren Carr, John Dyer, Doug Cameron, Sally Kunders and Kirin Kiwan. And our uh, special guest for his Android journey, Harshid Trevedi. On this week's episode, in our Android Basics section, we start a new series looking at the Play Store. We then have a next segment in our series on the commentary screen reader, or Jishuo, from Karine. And we conclude, as I alluded to earlier, with Harshid's Android journey story. And we're coming to you on Saturday, the 22nd of April, 2023. Karine, how's Lebanon? Hello, Lebanon is very well, everything is well, and I want to wish you all a happy Eid. Yesterday was the Eid al-Futr celebration here, and uh, I hope that this will Eid bring with it the best for all of you and for everyone who is listening to us. Thanks, Karine. Definitely echo that. Happy Eid to everyone for yesterday who is celebrating. Warren, how are you? I'm doing well, and uh, it's a nice cloudy day here today. We are kind of going to be having a better weather today compared to the few days. Just been rainy, and uh, today, though, it might have a sprinkle or two, but at least we're going to be moving out of the 40s. We're going to be like 60 degrees and cloudy. So beautiful day today, and uh, my goodness, you need to be in front of my house you can already start smelling that nice scent from, you know, my lilac bushes. And so, beautiful day out here today, and I'm looking forward to when I could get done editing the podcast and go out there and have a little bit of fun. And I should check, will you be watching the coronation of your king in a couple of weeks? I probably should. You know, it's going to be the Google I.O. coming up here, and... It's a beautiful thing, though, guys, when we talk about Google I.O., I can't wait to see what Google brings us. I didn't mean Google I.O., I meant the coronation of your king, King Charles, which is happening on May the 6th. Uh, Nonsense. (laughs) I didn't have you down as one of these 1776 militant fundamentalists, to be honest. I thought you were a loyalist. I'm disappointed. Listen to this colonial master. By (laughs) golly. Anyway, let me hold my tongue. Uh, but, well, congratulations to uh, uh, King Charles. Um, I, I didn't know that he wasn't already crowned, so that tells you how much I follow it. Yeah, he, he is king, but he's not formally formally crowned yet. And speaking of the colonies and the Commonwealth, John, how's Virginia? Long live the king. Um, Virginia is good. Uh, <laughs> pretty average week, uh, nothing too special. I, I did purchase a smartwatch uh i got a galaxy watch it was on sale and i fell for it so <laughs> i i have a uh, galaxy watch again your numbers were a bit down this year i'm glad i'm glad i thought you should have bought more tech by now it's april so I'm, I'm pleased to hear <laughs> yeah. that i was like a few months you. it has it has sally how are you happy eight 
I'm doing well. Wishing everyone happy. Well, today it's a really good a sunny day here in Istanbul. It's my final days here in this city as I'm going to move to a smaller city. As my age is getting older, I'm trying to stay away from the noise and crowds. I will be talking to you from another city, not, not from Istanbul anymore, in a couple of weeks, of course. And what city would that be? You know, the interesting part is in Turkey, there is a city called Samsung without the G of Samsung. They <laughs> <laughs> will be moving to that city, yeah. <laughs> That's <is> funny. <laughs> and I'm a Samsung user and living in Samsung. Excellent. Now, hang on, um, Sally. Are you mm -hmm. sure you're just moving there because you're moving, or maybe you're kind of tying the knot and not, you know, telling us? Well, I'm definitely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes a young man moves because of yeah. some good reason, and I know I've been there, my man. So, well, don't you've be been there. Stuff. No, <laughs> no, it's not. It's not definitely there. I'm just moving there because. Uh, who knows in the future? Let's see. <laughs> yeah, he was deciding where to move and he looked at his phone and he went, yeah, that'll do. That's a name <laughs> that sounds yeah. like somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> well, congratulations. Moving Thank into you. a little Thank town. You. Yeah. Yeah. And Cameron, how's Douglas? I'm not too, too bad. I'm keeping it pretty mellow this weekend, but overall it's been a fairly busy week trying to get some things launched with work and my own side projects so you know keeping busy nice and harsh where are you coming to us from you in the states aren't you am i right yes i am i'm coming in from central florida nice are you well yeah mate uh just uh hanging out uh been a long week this week and uh warren messaged me and uh, here i am and i'll get to let you know my android journey a little bit later This is the announcement segment of Blind Android Users Podcast. Stay tuned to hear important information regarding the podcast, surveys, and the latest news. Uh, we don't have any Austin this week. Uh, I don't know if that means we don't have any announcements, although we may not. Anyone got any announcements? Well, the announcement would be that Austin, though, you know, his brother's getting married. And congratulations to those guys, just like we said last week. And so that's why Austin is not here with us today, busy celebrating for his brother. And um, it's a beautiful thing. And the one thing I've been trying to push Sally toward, and that's why I was trying to find out about that move, uh, could be that, you know, he's trying to hide yeah. something from us, but you never can tell. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not the case. <laughs> yeah, uh, but let's yeah. see. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, warm wishes to Austin and particularly his brother. And like I said, I hope he's going to record some uh, clips and uh, we'll try to share those here if he brings it. Yeah, and I imagine there will be, uh, congratulations, Brother Pinto, I imagine there will be a lot of food. Certainly any every Indian wedding I've been to, there's been a lot of good eats. So hopefully they are filling their faces as well as uh, celebrating the not dying, obviously. This is Android Basics, in which we bring you up to date on the things that you should know to use your Android phone. 
now it's time for our Android Basics section, and we start a new mini-series looking at the Google Play Store. And I'm going to hand this over uh, to Warren to introduce. So we're talking about the Play Store today. Thank you so much, Ed. And of course, the Play Store is the backbone of your Android device. I know that there are people out there, though, that don't necessarily care about the Play Store. But if you're a knucklehead like me, you want that Play Store because this is where the majority of apps are. You could have some other alternative um, app stores, like uh, I think there's the F-Droid and there's like uh, APK Mirror and things like that. If you're like me, though, however, you know, I kind of prefer mine coming from the Play Store and you have literally millions of apps here. And so we're talking about that Play Store. And the Play Store has kind of gotten complicated over the number of years. And it keeps changing. And so that's why we thought it would be a good thing to really dive into the Play Store, give you the layout, and go into every nook and corner of the Play Store. And so today, though, we'll be giving you the whole preamble of the Play Store, an overview of it, and then we'll focus on one uh, part or one segment. The segment we want to focus on today will be the app and device section. And so we'll be talking about that. And in the subsequent weeks to come, we'll visit some other parts of this uh, Play Store. But today, though, let's get started by giving you an overview of that Play Store and then we'll jump into the apps and device area. So here's that preamble that I recorded a little bit earlier today. I will now launch the Play Store and give you a quick overview. Open Play Store. Play Store. Search Google Play button, Window Play Store. We hear search Google Play Store, and that is found near the top left corner of the device. Let's go ahead, though, and give you a quick tour of what you expect to find. In other words, the buttons you will find and then the tabs that you will find once you open up the Play Store. The first item on the top left corner is that search Google Play button. Now, sandwiched between that and the other three buttons on the top right is where you will hear the text string that talks about searching the Google Play. Search apps and games. Search apps and games. To the right of that, we have the voice search. Voice search button. Voice search. To the right of that, Show notifications and offers button. Show notifications and offers. And then to the right of that, that's the last button on the top right will be your account name and email address. Signed in as Warren Carr Warcarid. That's what we have. Now, at the bottom, though, we have some tabs. And there are a total of four tabs. Starting from the left and going to the right, we have the following. Games, tab, one of four, enlist, four items. We've got games, and then to the right of that. Apps, tab, selected, two of four. We're told apps, and that's selected by default when you launch the Play Store app. To the right of that, we've got... Offers, tab, three of four. Offers, that is, if you have any offers that Google Play is offering you, or some 
developers making some offers and all of that, you'll see them in here. And the last tab on the right will be... Books, tab, four of four. Books. And basically, when you tap on that, then you'll be launching into the Playbooks area from where you can look at your books from your library or if you want to shop for books and things like that. Now that we've looked at this, let's go back to the top, though, because there are some other tabs in between uh, these ones that we've seen at the bottom and the buttons at the top. And then below those other tabs, we'll see the apps that are available. So now I'm going to move to the top. Now moving my finger up below the search button on the left, we have for you tab selected one of five for you tab and that's selected and basically everything below here is the recommended things that google thinks you may be interested in to the right of that we've got top charts tab two of five the top charts that's uh, some of the most important or the apps that google consider to be important or top charting apps and then to the right of that other devices, tab three of five. Other devices, and we'll look into this when we come back to it. Next, we've got kids, tab four of five. Kids, and basically, if you tap here, you're going to see all the apps relating to kids and all of that. Next, we got categories, tab five of five. Categories, and that's the last item. And so if you tab in here, you'll see all the different categories, and we'll come back to this. Let's go back to that first one, and that will be the one that says for you, which is selected by default. For you, tab selected. So we see that for you is selected by default, and below that, everything you see here. Three months free of Amazon Music Unlimited. This limited time offer is available to if you. If I Am move down. Image of app or game icon for Amazon Music. Songs and podcasts. Amazon Mu Image of app or game icon for Audible. Audio entertainment. Au image of app or game icon for TikTok. TikTok. Join so you see the things that are sandwiched between these, between these tabs and the tabs at the bottom are things that are selected by default that is the tab that is chosen, which is for you. Next, let's move to the second tab which will be the top charts, and that's... Top charts, tab, two of five. If we tap here... Top charts, selected. And everything be between here and the tabs at the bottom are the things that are charting on the Play Store. And we got things like... One, image of app or game icon for Temu. Shop like a billionaire. Two, image of app or game icon for TikTok. TikTok. Three, image of app or game icon for Shine Shopping Online. Shine Shopping Online. Shopping. So that kind of tells you some of the things that are charting on the Play Store. Now let's move to the next item, which will be the other devices. In other words, if you have things like a watch, a Wear OS watch, or maybe a TV and all of that, or maybe some car-related stuff, you may find them in these other devices. In other words, devices that are connected to your account. Let's move on to that other devices. Other devices, tab three of five. We tab. Other devices, selected. Now, upon tapping on these other devices, we have some other 
tabs or sub tabs here. The first item here will be watch selected. The watch. And so everything below here will be relating to the watch. For example, if I put my finger down. Featured watch faces. Find your look. Enlist. Move on down. Apps with tiles. Quickly access what you need. Out of list. Move down. Image of app or game icon for waterminder. Water tracker app. Waterminder. Water tracker app. So Star all rating, these 4. things 4. have to do with watches. Image of app or game icon for sleep cycle. Sleep tracker. Sleep cycle. Sleep tracker. Image of app or game icon for Fitbod workout and fitness plans. Fitbod workout and fitness. There you have it. So all these apps between here and the other tabs at the bottom that we've seen earlier have to do with the watch. The next tab to the right of the watch tab will be the TV tab. So basically we have three tabs here, at least in my case, because I have the watch, I have the TV, and then the third one is the car. So let's now tap on the second tab, and that will be the TV, and everything relating to the TV will be found once I tap on that TV tab. TV, double tap to select the filter. Here's TV, double tap to select, and I tap here. TV selected. Tapping on TV, then we have the following, or the apps that are found here have to do with the TV. Image of app or game icon for Crossy Road, Crossy Road. Image of app or game icon for Bet Plus, Bet Plus. Image of app or game icon for MLB, MLB. Image of app or game icon for ABC News, Stream Breaking News, ABC News, Stream Breaking News. As you can see, those are apps relating to the TV. Let's go ahead though and tap on the last tab, and that would be the car tab. Car, double tap to select the filter, out of list. And I tap here. Car selected. And everything sandwiched between these and the tabs at the bottom have to do with the car. Image of app or game icon for iHeart, music, radio, pod. Image of app or game icon for Canal Plus, live and catch up TV, Canal Plus. Image of app or game icon for Storytel, audiobooks and ebooks, Storytel, audiobooks and. Image of app or game icon for Title Music, Hi Fi, playlists, Title Music. Image of app or game icon for Amazon Music, Amazon Music. So there we have it. Those are the tabs that are found, or those are the sub tab category that are found in the other devices. And then we tap on the TV. Let's go back though to the fourth tab. And we're talking about kids, tab, four or five, enlist, five items. Kids, four or five. Of course, you tap here, you're going to see everything relating to kid and everything in here, according to Google, is teacher approved or teacher designated. Basically, these are things that are approved by professionals in the field of teaching that are meant to be good for the kids and all of that. So if you have young ones, you can go in here and see everything relating to kids. Let's go ahead and tap on here real quick and go see what we have. Kids selected. Tapping on that, just like the other devices tab, we also have some subcategories here. And in other words, these are age groups and things like that. Here's what I'm talking about. Everything here is teacher approved, out of list. We hear everything here is teacher approved and below that. Browse by age. And we hear 
browse by age, which is found in the middle of the phone, and below that, ages up to five tap the chip to check the content. The first item here says ages up to five. You could tap here to change that content. Next, ages six to eight tap the chip to check the content. Next, ages nine to twelve tap the chip to check the content. And those are the three age groups that are found here under the age category groups. All right, and of course, when you tap on each of those, you'll see apps that are appropriate for that age group. Let's go back up though and tap on the last tab, and that's the one that says categories. Categories, tab, five of five. Let's tap here. Categories, selected. Tapping on the categories tab, we have so many categories in here. And because of that, instead of these items being arranged in a tab format, we have them arranged like in a list format. And so if I move my finger down. Watch apps in list. Move down. Watch faces. Keep going. Art and design. Augmented reality. Auto and vehicles. Beauty. And that's some of the items that we find in the categories tab. There are lots of them in here, but we're not going to go into them. This is just a general overview of the area. Now that I've shown you some of these now, we need to go back to the top part, and that's where it says your name and email address so that we can look at some other parts of the Play Store. I'll now move my finger up and tap on where it says my email address and tap on that to bring up the menu. Signed in is Warren Car Warcare at gmail.com. And I'll tap here. Account and settings. Close button. When I tapped on that, the first thing we heard was close button. And that's found near the top left corner. And below that, we've got. Manage your Google account button. We have manage your Google account. And I do want to mention here that this is something you find in just about every Google app. You're going to find that in the system settings. You may find that in the Google Drive. You can also find that in Google Rewards. And so in other words, Google wants to make sure that this particular item is found in just about every major Google app so that you can manage your Google device without the need of necessarily going to the system settings to manage your account. Let me quickly show you what I'm talking about here and then we'll come back and continue from here. So I'll now tap on manage your Google account. Google account. Tapping on that now, we're now where it says Google account and moving my finger down, we got those uh, six tabs. Starting from the left and going to the right, we've got home tab selected one of six in the list, home six tab items. right of that personal info tab two of six next data and privacy tab three of six next security tab four of six next people and sharing tab five of six people and sharing and then this is where you can find where you could add uh, people to your account, let's say you want to do family management and all of that, or if you want to share something, you could go in here, for example. Now, to the right of that, we also have payments and subscriptions, tab six of six. Payments and subscriptions. This is where you can manage all your payment methods and payment sources 
and as well as your subscriptions. You want to cancel a subscription or anything, you can go in here and manage such a subscription. Those are the tabs that I've found in the Manage My Google account. Let's go back now. The next item we find below Manage Your Google Account will be... Play point silver, 391 points, 138 points to keep silver... It tells me how much of the play points I have, and then below that... Manage apps and device, 2 of 7. Manage apps and device, we'll come back to this because it's a very important uh, segment of the Play Store. Next. Notifications and offers, 3 of 7. Notifications and offers, something we saw earlier on, and we see it here again, moving down. Payments and subscriptions, 4 of 7. We also see the payments and subscriptions found here. Next. Play Protect, 5 of 7. Play Protect, this is the part that protects your Play Store and apps from malware and all of that. Next. Library, 6 of 7. We heard Library. Six of seven, and the next item? Play Pass, seven of seven. Play Pass, seven of seven. Now below Play Pass, we have... Settings, one of two, in list, settings, two items. And then we have Help. Help and Feedback, two of two. And at the very bottom of the screen, from the left, we've got... Privacy Policy, button, out of list. Privacy Button, and another button to the right of that. Terms of Service button. Terms of Service. Those are the things that we'll find here in this menu. Now, like I said, there are so many things here, and we're not going to be able to cover all of these things in this episode. Now let's go back, though, and look at one of the items that I think are of great importance, and that will be the one that talks about managing your apps and device. Manage apps and device, two of seven. Let's tap here. Manage apps and device. Play Store. Manage apps and device. Out of list. Showing items 1 to 11 of 391. That's talking about my apps because I have so many apps installed. But here is where we could manage things like updates and the library from where we could do things like, hey, I want to uh, uninstall an app or remove an app rather from my library that I don't need or install the app that I have in my library but have not installed it. This is where you could do such uh, management. Let's look near the top and see what we've got. We've got two tabs. The first tab we hear is the Overview tab, which is selected by default. Overview tab selected, one of two, in list, two items. We hear Overview tab selected and Below here, you'll find the apps that you have waiting for updates. I'll move my finger down. No harmful apps found. Play Protect scanned yesterday. One of five. Enlist. Five items. Move my finger down. Updates available. Seven updates pending. Two of five. And it says I have seven updates waiting. Move my finger down. See details. Button. See details. Move updates down. Available. 38 gigabytes of 502 gigabytes used. Three of five. We hear... 38 gigabytes, so 502 gigabytes used. I had just recently backed up my content to my computer and did a factory reset, and I haven't brought those files back. So, so far, only 38 gigabytes being used. Below that, we got... Share apps, four or five. We hear share apps, and the share apps would mean 
that if you want to share an app or if you've received an app from a friend of yours, we have two buttons to the right of that, and that would be send button. If I want to send an app to someone, or to the right of that, I have a button that says receive button. Received button. So if I have received an app, or if I want to receive an app from someone sitting near me, and they want to send me a file, this is where I'm going to tap to receive that file, or I'll tap on that and see the list of apps that I have received. Now below that will be ratings and reviews five of five. Ratings and reviews. You could go in here and see what your reviews are and all the ratings you've given and things like that. That is what we find here. Now let's go back up though to the top and tap on the second tab, and that will be manage tab two of two in list two items. Manage. So what are we managing? We're managing apps. Let's go ahead and tap here. Manage, manage tab selected two of two. When we tap on manage, we have some other things that we find here, which are also like tabs. So below that, starting from the left, we have the following. Installed. Double tap to change the filter button. One of three. We hear installed. Double tap to change the selection. So in other words. By default, the first tab here, which is one of three, is the one that's selected by default. And below all of that will be all the apps that you have installed on your phone. To the right of that, updates available. Double tap to toggle the filter button. Two of three. If you tap on that, it's going to change your selection to what is available for updates. And the last tab here will be games. Double tap to toggle the filter button. Three of three. Games. I'm most interested though at the installed apps because this is where you could um, find the apps that you have installed, like I mentioned. Because if I put my finger down, Daybridge, 24 megabytes updated yesterday. Gmail, 137 megabytes updated yesterday. Five of 391. And if I move my finger to the right, expand button. There's the expand right there and checkbox not checked. A checkbox there to the right of it. If I check that checkbox, for example, that would give me the uninstall button found near the top of my screen on the right side. So in other words, to the right of each of these, you have expand and then the checkbox is the one on the very right edge of the screen. Checking that checkbox will give you an uninstall. So I'm going to check this, for example. I'm not going to uninstall, but just to show you what I'm talking about. Checked. Okay, I'm going Showing to items 1 to 12 of 391. I'm going to move my finger down, check another thing. Checkbox, not checked. I tap on this one. Checked. And now moving my finger up near the top. Two selected. There's a two selected right there in the middle, up near the top of the screen. To the left of that will be the back button, and to the right of that will be the uninstall. So if I move my finger to the left, back button. There's the back there, and on the top right corner will be the uninstall. Uninstall button. But I don't want to uninstall, so I'm going to hit the back. Back button. There we go. So now I'm back in the list of apps. Google Calendar. 57 meg keyboard, the Google keyboard, 
348 megabytes updated yesterday. Three of three. Now I'm going to go tap on the installed tab to switch to the uninstalled tab. So I'll move my finger up and tap on installed tab. Installed. Double tap to change the filter button. One of three. Enlist three items. So if I tap here. Tapping on installed tab pops up some items at the very bottom of the screen. And moving my finger to the very bottom of the screen, I have installed selected, one of two. This installed selected, and that's going across the screen at the bottom. And below that, another line that goes across the screen will be not installed, two of two. Not installed. If I tap on the not installed, for example, Play Store. Not installed. Double tap to change the filter. Button. One of two. Enlist. Two items. So Showing now. Items one to eleven of thirty. So now the installed has been changed to not installed. And now we only have two tabs here instead of three when that was the installed tab. And the tab that is missing will be the update. Because if I move my finger to the right, games, double tap to toggle the filter, button, two of two. We hear games and we don't hear updates because all the apps that are found here are found under the tab that says not installed. Therefore, you're not going to find updates here. Rather, we'll be encountering apps that have not been installed. So if I just put my finger randomly somewhere in the middle of my phone, two player quiz pro. 30 megabytes, 6 of 30, enlist, 30 items. And then to the right of that, expand button. We have that same expand. Basically, it's going to give you information about that app. And then to the right of that is a checkbox. Checkbox, not checked. If I check that box, it's going to give me the install button near the top and not the uninstall like we saw when we were on the installed tab. So I'll tap here, for example, on this checkbox. Checked. I'm going to Showing scroll down. AccuWeather Platinum, 21 megabytes, 26 of 180. Checkbox, not checked. Tap. Checked. Now, just like earlier, if I move my finger to the very top right. Remove button out of list. This remove and to the left of that. Install button. This installed. So in other words, if I want to remove these apps from my library, I tap on the top right button that says remove. And if I want to install it, I tap on the install. That's what this part is. I'll now navigate back to the main UI. Back. Manage. I just Show tap on the back there on the top left corner. Three months free of Amazon. Now I'm back in the main UI of the Play Store. Signed in is the next thing I want to look at here will be the settings. So I've tapped on the account name again and going down toward the bottom, I want to tap on the item that says settings. Settings, one of two, enlist, two items. Tap. Play Store. Navigate up, button, out of list. We're here navigate up because that's the button that's highlighted on the top left corner. And moving my finger down, we've got the following. 
General, Account Preferences, Notifications, click to expand the General Settings section, Enlist. Moving down. Network Preferences, Data Usage for Downloads, Auto Updates, click to expand the Network Preferences Settings section. Move down. Authentication, Fingerprint, Purchase Authentication, click to expand the Authentication Settings section. Move down. Family, Parental Control, Parent Guide, click to expand the Family Settings section. The Family Settings area where you can add people to your account or remove people from your account and also limit activity, most especially for younger children and all of that. And the last item will be... About, Play Store, Build Version, Device Certification, click to expand the About Settings section. That's the About section. And so if you could tap here, you could see if your device is certified by the Google Play or not. And so that's what the general overview of the Play Store is. We'll be visiting a lot of these things in the weeks to come. But for now, though, I'll hand you back to the podcast crew as we deliberate on some of these items. Thanks, Warren. Uh, one, one little thing I want to flag before we dive into the specific parts of the Play Store we we're going to talk about today is, is Warren talked about some tabs uh, I think that the tabs at the top, aren't they? And in there, he had a device tab uh, where you would see your watch and anything you've got for the car. If you don't have a smartwatch or an Android TV or, or something like that, you're, you're not going to see that device tab at all. Obviously, sometimes you might get a tab and when you click it, it's going to be empty and have no items in. That's not the case. So if you don't have a smartwatch or a TV or you know a thing that's not a phone, you won't have that device tab in your Play Store. So don't worry too, too much if you didn't see it. Thank you so much for that observation, Ed, because I have both the watch and I also have a Google TV. So I have that other devices tab in mind. And so you may only see four tabs instead of five. So you will see things like, what's the first one? I don't remember. You'll see things like the uh, top charts. You'll see things like um, kids and you'll see. We'll use the first one, is it? Is it the recommended? Yeah, recommended yeah. for you yeah for you there you go you'll see the for you and then you'll see the uh top chart and you'll see kids and then the last one will be the category so you'll not be seeing the other devices because if you don't have either a google tv or i mean an android based tv or a watch that part may not be there for you and or if you have some car thing i do have some car thing you know uh, that we plug into the car so you'll see things relating to the car in there so you'll have five tabs but if you don't you'll see four tabs instead thank you for that observation and to be fair that is inconsistent on google's part because while if you don't have a device, you won't see the devices tab. If you don't have kids, you will see the kids tab. So I've not thought that through very well. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> but, the, but the truth, though, is that even if you don't have kids, you may have relatives that have kids. And, you know, I've sent uh, some of my relatives' kids uh, stuff. I don't have little kids anymore in that age group. But, you know, now and then I find something very interesting or, you know, some sales and some kids app that I have to send it to them. So I think it makes sense to have that even if you don't have kids because you may have relatives or friends that have kids. I might have relatives who have Android TVs. I might want to install <laughs> Ghost apps on their televisions and do all sorts of other mayhem. 
I um, on my Xiaomi phone, it has. A, I think I've mentioned this before. It has an accessible remote control where you can download apps. Oh, sorry, download different remotes for different things that need to be connected to the Wi-Fi or the whatever it uses infrared. And there's nothing quite so much fun as sitting in your friend's house changing their stuff with your phone, and they have no idea what's going on because they don't appreciate that and you have here, a remote control. Let, let me tell you one thing about this remote control. When I had my Xiaomi phone, I was visiting a retail store of TVs, and there were a lot of LG TVs around me, and I turned off one of them. <laughs> right, so that, I always that is bad. That's bad. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, let me, let me make this clear. It's a shame when a podcast crew member is doing things that are so unethical. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think our audience has heard this before, but back when I was an iOS user, I would always go into the the stores, I would turn on screen curtain, turn off speech, and turn off clicks. Oh my god. So the phone would appear to be terrible. entirely unresponsive. Now we're not gonna put a link in the show notes or anything, but there's also if you have a phone with an IR blaster, there are apps specifically dedicated to Sending the power off command for every brand of TV known to man at once. So, if you did want to walk into a retail store and have everything just turn off, it's possible. <laughs> I think we're possibly slightly wandering off the Play Store entirely due to me. So, sorry about that. Uh, we, we were doing something important, weren't we? What which bit were we talking about? Was it uh, dev- uh, apps, manage, app, managing apps? Apps and device, yeah. So we're talking about apps and device here. So if you tap on that settings, that's where it says your name, for example, or your email address. And then um, you go down and you're going to find app and device. Now, that's the one we're focusing on today. We're focusing on that. If you tap on that, you will see those two tabs. The first one is the overview tab. And that overview tab, as I indicated or shown in my demo there, the preamble, you're going to see like what you have waiting for updates, number of things waiting for updates. You'll see things like um, how much storage you've got left. You're also going to see things like ratings and, and all of that, you know, sharing. But then the most important one that we want to talk about is the next tab to that, and that would be the um, manage. And of course, we're talking about managing apps. When you tap on that manage tab, then this is when you'll see all the apps that you have installed on your phone. And tapping on that, of course, as I indicated, uh, also brings up you know some three new tabs there um, near the top. And you have the installed, you have the update, and you have the games. And so today, we, we, let's talk about the installed. If I have an app, if I want to install, or rather, if I want to uninstall it, I could just make a search for it or whatever, and it'll show up and it says it's installed. And if I tap on it, there'll be the uninstall. But if I want to go through the library and see all my installed apps, and in there, I'll also be able to uninstall apps, you know, basically manage them. That's why that thing is called a manage. So if I tap on that install, then all the installed apps that I have, mine says 391. And 
to the right of each of those would be the expand. When you tap on that expand, of course, it tells you some info about the app. And then to the right of that is the checkbox, meaning you can select that. And if you select that, then you have the uninstall found near the top right. And so let's talk then about uh, this feature. Do you guys find it to be convenient or do you find it to be rather cumbersome? I mean, I kind of like it personally because I could just, you know, um, have a granular control on how I manage this section. Yeah, I do like it. It's a lot easier. It's the easiest way to uninstall a bunch of apps. Like, because in Samsung's launcher, I, I do like this feature. You can sub, you can go through the app drawer and select multiple apps and then hit uninstall. But even when you do it that way, there's a window pops up for every single app you've selected and it asks you, are you sure you want to uninstall? And you have to hit oh, OK. No. And then it, it still asks you for every app. So even though you can kind of do it with Samsung's launcher, this is definitely the best way to do it in the Play Store because you can just select all the ones you want to uninstall and hit uninstall and it's done. And the good thing about it is you can even sort this list. So if you want to sort this list by least used and have all the least used apps appear near the top, just to kind of clean up, like I want to see what apps I haven't used in a long time. And you can just have those appear near the top and you can just see it, select a bunch that you think you probably want to get rid of and then just hit uninstall and it's done. And, you know, we talk about the fragmentation on Android, but this is one unifier, especially the Play Store. Google has tried to make this uh, become something that is similar across the different devices, whether you're using a Pixel phone or using a Samsung phone or Xiaomi, uh, the one I call a cat, or using a Sony phone or OnePlus or whatever uh, model or brand that you're using, the Play Store is going to be the same experience for everyone. And so what we're talking about here is regardless of what brand it is that you're using, you're going to find these things that we're talking about. And so we really like this part of the unification, even though I believe that the fragmentation, like I've always said, is one of the strengths of Android because um, it kind of gives you different flavors. If you don't like what Google is doing, you go get uh, the CAD, the Xiaomi, or you go get Sony or Samsung phone, for example. But here we're unified on one uh, ground here. So I like that unification part here that brings us together. But then the other part that we're talking about here is that uh, uninstall or rather installed tab. So if I tap on that, as I demonstrated in the demo, that then pops up something at the bottom where you have two lines. One says installed and the one below that says not installed. So if I tap on the not installed um, line, the last item at the bottom there, now then the installed tab becomes the not installed and the update tab, as I said earlier, is gone, leaving you with only uh, games. So you have now not installed, and games tabs. So what is showing here now will be the um, all the uh, apps that are in your library but have not been installed. Uh, how should you want to show us some of your stuff that you have, maybe on your phone? You know, I know I'm an uh, app junkie and all of that, but uh, uh, I'm sure everyone has some 
corpses lying around in the library, you know, so to speak, uh, apps that you've installed in the past, but then you kind of uninstall them. And so they're now residing in your uh, library. Well, which corpses are we looking at over here? Uh, Warren, um, tell you what, I'm going to bring out my favorite phone. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be my Note 9. And I was going to show you this earlier in my, uh, or afterwards in my journey, but I could go ahead and pop this in, get it unlocked. Device unlocked. 1245 p.m. Good. Okay, so let's lower down. Speech rate 45%, 40%, 35%. Nice. Ideal currency identifier. Can you also say what TTS is that? This is Vocalizer, and I believe the language, or it could be the Australian English voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Karen, yeah. I believe so. Ah, or actually, no, it could be Matilda. Beautiful Karen. It could Karen, be yeah. <laughs> Ideal currency identifier. Go to ideal currency currency identifier. identifier. Now I have a couple bills right around me somewhere. Here we are. So what's funny about this app, and I want to reason I'm going to bring it and see if this actually still works. Um, Okay, I feel haptic on the phone. Okay, still works. This app was from the ideal currency group. Or ideal group, and they used to make all the apps way back when on Android. And funny that this app still works. They had a cease to desist kind of thing that happened to them. They got bought out. Yahoo bought them out, and then somebody else I think bought them Yahoo out. So going back to like the Play Store, where is the search function in this bit? In manage apps and device. Let's see if it's up top. Button navigate up. I think Warren was just saying you could generally search the place for the app you're looking for. Um... No, I'm talking... Play protect skin. 72 gigabytes of 490 button. Button. Update all. Updates available. No harmful apps found. Tab. Manage. Two of two. Tab. Overview. Selected. Button. Navigate up. Out of list. Yeah, so you want to be in the manage tab. Stargaze with apps. Here, um... No, there's no search in the manage tab. I don't believe... No, I don't think there's either. Oh, there's none, huh? No. The reason why I'm checking both is sometimes Pixel does one thing and... Samsung does another, so not on sometimes, my app or neither if you go to the manage, which is the my app shortcut. When you press and hold, you can use that to update your apps quicker that way. Interesting, though, that the ideal currency thing is still working. I know I tried it maybe like three, four years ago, and of course it was working. And um, I think the guy from Speak, uh, you guys remember the guy from Speak, um, we had him on our podcast. E-L-A- and then we were E-L-Y-A-K, I forget. Yeah, E-L, you know, yeah. yeah. And so he had um, the uh, ideal currency recognizer as his um, uh, currency recognizing app. So that's why it needed that access to the accessibility area in order to be able to recognize that. So you will use that in conjunction with uh, the ideal currency recognizer when you tap on recognize currency. So I'm surprised that thing is still working. And it's unfortunate. It was a nice Android developing team, and now they're gone with the wind. Zello PTT walkie-talkie. Anybody used to be on Zello? We were talking earlier during the pre-show about AOL days and such, but uh, Zello is actually where I started to meet some of you folks from the UK and all around the nation here in the US. Um, That's where... I remember getting the first phone, but I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get back to the Play Store. But I found Zello, and that was one of the first few apps, and it's uh, I still have it installed on this phone. So, 
I have Ira in my not installed tab following price increases and uh, handling thereof. So I cancelled it. That now is no longer in my installed tab. Uh, perhaps that digs slightly unnecessary, but I thought I'd do it anyway. Um, the thing that really bugs me about this section of the Play Store, though, is the fact that there's no search facility because some of the apps in your library will disappear off the main Play Store. So, so if you go to main Play Store and try and search for Eloquence, you won't find it. So, so if Eloquence is, say, in your library, you're going to have to go looking for that. And my uh, library is quite quite big of various different apps, either that I've installed or you know apps that have been on old phones and don't don't work on my current phone. So I really wish they'd introduce a search facility into this bit. It would be quite helpful. That's very true, because in my not install tab, I have 180 apps that are not installed. So just imagine that you're scrolling through to find uh, an app that you're looking for. It could be somehow tedious. Yeah, so it, that's a very interesting uh, observation. And I don't know why Google uh, didn't do that. And you know, another place that I kind of find to be rather odd is when you're in the share, for example, I mean, and I'm not talking about, you know, sharing from the Play Store necessarily, but let's say you're on your phone and you find an app that you want to share with a particular app. Say I want to share some image with my Lookout, for example, and I hit that share button. And, you know, if you're like me who has tons of apps, I would love to have like a search near the top so I could just type in Lookout and just jump to it instead of scrolling to go find Lookout. So sometimes you these little things that are really insignificant yet but very important, I wonder how these type of things get overlooked. Yeah, exactly. But my other question about this is how reliable is a library? Do, do Google ever sneak things out of it? You know, like Apple sometimes do, and you might think something's in your uh, uh, whatever cloud thing they have, but it actually isn't. Um, can, can we rely on Google not to kind of disappear eloquence from uh, the library, or should everyone be backing up their favorite apps to APKs? I think I'll take the latter, uh, back up your stuff. And here's why I'm saying that. Um, Sometimes, though, I think what Google does, and I've seen this with one or two apps, if Google determines later on that an app has a problem, it will get removed. And most especially now that Google is doubling down on this type of behavior, I had like maybe two apps that got, I got a warning about and says they've been disabled. And there's some camera apps. I think one was the 4K app or camera app or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, but so if Google finds an app to be problematic or, you know, deem it as having a problem, it will be gone uh, from your uh, library as well. And Google actually lets you know, the notification will pop up. This app is no longer available or something to that effect. I was afraid that was going to be the answer. Um, I have, I have. <laughs> so back up, back up, back up. Yeah. I have backed up the the, the the few apps I couldn't possibly live without. So uh, they are safely stored in all my cloud storages, in fact. <laughs> just, in case, just in case anything odd happens to one of those, I have uh, uh, various uh, fail-safes, hopefully. 
Yeah, and I do have an app that I've been hanging on to. The guy has stopped developing it for quite a spell now. I think the app is called Geekbytes or something. I really like the app. And I, I think the last time he visited it was back in 2018. It's no longer available in my library. And I kind of backed it up and kept it in my drive. And so uh, I installed it. Now I can't even install it on Android 14 beta. So gone with the wind. I have the lighter version of that. I think it's called Megabytes. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, it's not. It's not, obviously. Pulling ah, <laughs> <holding> my legs. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to mention something about this uh, not installed uh, area of the App Store um, or Play Store, excuse me. <laughs> um, I, so if you're somebody who's like downloaded an app in the past that you're not exactly proud of, uh, keep in mind that you can remove these from this list. So this is basically a list of things that have been installed on your device at one point, but you uninstalled. And if you want to remove some of these apps from this list, you can just check the checkbox. And then um, near the top next to uh, install, there will be a button for remove, and that will remove it from basically your history of apps that you've previously had installed. Is that an admission of guilt there, John? No. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I think so. I think so too. <laughs> I just, it's not an admission of guilt, but I do know how some people can be, and they're like, they might be kind of like put off by this. Like, why are all these apps that I've had in the past in this list? Okay, John, we, we all know that at one point you had Tinder and plenty of fans. We we know, we get it. Like just I would admit it. Off. I would admit it. <laughs> it's okay to have those. You don't want to see my library. Um I'm confessing here uh before the priest. Uh but you don't want to see my library. I have, you know, like kids apps in there, all kinds of junky stuff. Stuff, you know, uh, back in the day when I had my kids uh, before putting them on their own uh, devices or their own accounts. And so um, it took me a long time. I'm not kidding. I had like 1500 apps. I had to, you know, do a lot of cleaning there, you know, um, all the ducky stuff, you name it, you know, talking toms. And it, it was just absolutely bad. So I understand that. Yeah, it's the Fisher Price emulation apps. No one's proud of, isn't it? You know, Fisher Price mm. launcher, Fisher Price, whatever else they do, that you can get onto third party phones. Those are the ones you want to be pretending you never had. Lay off it, lay off it, uh, Ed. <laughs> you're, howling always... at the moon. you're howling at the moon now, Warren. To be fair, you, like, you what, always what <laughs> you always have to take a jab at the Pixel phone. It's yeah, so Warren for for, for the. For the future reference, when CSR does come to the Play Store and you don't want anybody to know you've downloaded it and used it, this <laughs> this is where you'd go to remove it from exactly. your history. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, so if I have CSR, you know, the confused screen reader, if it ever comes to the Play Store and I try it, definitely it's going to go back to the not installed uh, tab. Uh, so, can we, uh, of be, course can it, we please be accurate, folks? Because when it comes back to the Play Store, it was on the Play Store very briefly for about three months, and then yeah, it disappeared. It, it was, it was just. I think, as the people were saying, though, it was not quite as as good as uh, the no, one wasn't. that was uh, out where else. 
Yeah, they never took payment, and it, it wasn't as good. Uh, but it yeah. was downloadable in a way that people might perceive to be more secure than other methods. Yeah. And Kareen, in in uh, in, in Lebanon is uh, as far as far as you know anyway. Is the place still pretty comprehensive, or is there stuff that you might have to try find elsewhere from Fdroid or APK Mirror? Well, actually, most of the times we can get the applications, but you know, I'm a person who hates the geo restricted content. So whenever I face such thing. Mine. I will be so angry about it, and I'll check it in somewhere else. But to be honest, um, currently having a lot of applications with this restriction is something that I'm not seeing. So I think that currently things are better than the, how they were just years ago. So yeah, this is a good thing. Yeah, to, to be fair, I mean, I've got the UK Play Store, but I do have a US Play Store account because occasionally uh, there are apps I want uh, that don't exist in the UK. So uh, maybe I'll show you how to do that as part of this mini-series. You know something? Actually, this will be useful because, you know, even some years ago when Office started um, in the Play Store, the Microsoft Office, it wasn't available as an example for, for my country. So let me, like, how on earth should you make some application like the Microsoft Office not available for everyone? So this is something, I don't know how to, to call it, even if it was just a better version or something, but that wasn't fair. So, yeah. That's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, That's it. Yeah. That's madness. I mean, I did it, it well, I set it up originally because I wanted the Bookshare, the new Bookshare app, because uh, Bookshare is in the UK, so I didn't particularly see where that app shouldn't be, uh, and they hadn't made it available, so I thought I'd go and get a US App Store account. It's it's not particularly complicated unless the thing you want is paid. Uh, then, it, then it does become a little bit more complicated because you need to be very careful about not getting your payment methods across. But it is a, it's, a, it's a simple, if slightly tedious process to do. And now, the G-Show, or what Austin refers to as the Joshua Screen Reader, a.k.a. Commentary Screen Reader CSR. This is where some feature of this screen reader is demonstrated. Now we have the next in our series on the Commentary Screen Reader, one of, one of the most popular segments of our podcast, especially with Warren, and it's over again to Kareen. Hi. In this episode, I'm going to talk about word exclusions and symbol handling settings. I will first open G-Show settings. I will select it from the main menu. Swipe down, then right. Main menu. G-Show settings. G-Show plus. Now tap TTS settings. Feedback settings. TTS settings. TTS settings. Now. Other settings. Word exclusions and symbol handling settings. Word exclusions and symbol handling settings. Word exclusions and symbol handling settings. The first option is Word. Use custom text exclusions checkbox unchecked. Use custom text exclusions. If I check this option, I will be able to specify certain texts that shouldn't be read by Jishuo. So they should be excluded from being read by Jishuo or ignored, so it will not read them when it finds them. Exclusions list manager the cap, use I'll custom check. checkbox checked. 
Then I have next. Exclusions list manager the characters added here will not be read. Regular expressions are supported. Here I can add the texts that I want to show to not read. Exclusions list manager. By default, there are no texts added here. And I'll tap on add. Exclusion. Add button. Text box. And type Facebook. Shift. Capital F. A. C. E. B. O. O. K. K. And OK. Cancel button. OK button. Exclusions list manager. To add multiple entries or multiple texts, I can put between them the vertical line or the vertical bar, either by long pressing the letter E or by finding it in the symbols list. I'm using Gboard. Also, I, I, I should say that the um, texts here are case sensitive and also that now the matching is relaxed. So whenever Facebook, as I wrote it, is found, it will be not read. But I can do more restrictions by the use of regular expressions. For example, if I put the circumflex, which is by shift six, I at, at the beginning of the text and then dollar at the end of the text. This will mean that this text should be excluded only if it's the exact available text. So if there's any other text available, it will not be excluded. Default button. Now let's go back and see if the Facebook name in the apps list is ignored or excluded. Left, right, stereo. Envision AI. SBK. ETIL. ID Pro. I can. I will swipe for, and, and here is Facebook. Nothing. Thing. Let's type something. Telegram. Saved messages. I'll type welcome to Facebooking. Browse by touch suspended. Capital W E L C O M E T O space shift cap A C E B O O K I N G. Browse by touch resumed. So, welcome to Ring Text Box Editing. So, Facebook is omitted. Buttons. Even if I. Words. Remove the space before. Facebooking. Two. Character. T. Space. Delete. Space. Send. Welcome to Ring Text Box Editing. But if I'm reading by word navigation. Word. Words. The word Facebook or the, the text Facebook will be read. So let's see. Send. Send. Welcome to Ring Text Box Editing. Characters. Words. To Facebooking. Welcome. Welcome. To Facebooking. To delete an entry, I can long press it. Recent button. One new telegram. Advanced. Gshow. 
exclusion default sure when word exclusions is checked it will not read this when i focus it so i'll press it delete okay button deleted when i add texts uh, and i use the vertical line when i press okay and go back they will be separated each one to uh, as one entry navigate space default button word exclusions and symbol handle improve handling of repeated symbols checkbox checked let's see what are the other available items in this section so i have improve handling of repeated symbols checkbox checked improve handling of repeated symbols if this option is unchecked and i have a symbol repeated like for example the question mark if i have the question mark written for three times Jishu will say question mark question mark question mark whereas when this option is checked it will say three question marks so what i have a symbol repeated for three times or more it will say only the number of times the symbol is repeated uh, for and then the symbol i have next custom symbol repeat manager here i will be able to add symbols and all the symbols that are found here should be grouped and symbols that are not present here will be not grouped so if um i remove the comma for example and i have the comma for four times it will just say comma 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 custom symbol repeat manager each entry is separate yen sign period question mark plus to add a symbol i can tap on the add and also i can use vertical line between symbols um also i can add emojis but i should add emojis manually because the default list will not include emojis word exclusions and symbol handling settings let's see it in action telegram i've added emojis saved messages space that file welcome to facebooking text file. clear cleared enter emoji button recent face with tears of joy face with face face with tears of joy Grin. face that file three face with tears of joy text box editing so it said three face with tears of joy recent button one ui Jishuo. word exclusions and symbol handle word exclusions to delete an item i can long press it emoji reading mode custom symbol custom exclamation mark delete custom plus minus word emoji reading mode the last thing available in this section is emoji reading emoji reading mode emoji reading mode i'll tap it emoji reading mode here i can specify how emojis should be handled emoji reading handle processing by the tts engine unchecked 
if I check this, DTS engine will be responsible for reading emojis. So if there is an emoji which is not supported by the TTS engine, it will not be read. Handle processing by the screen reader checked. Here, so the Gshow will be handling the processing of emojis. So even if the TTS engine is not supporting emojis, they will be a red. Do not read emoji unchecked. Here, I will tell Gshow to ignore emojis and not read them. I should say something that if I um, let the processing or the hand or the handling be with the TTS engine, when the handling of repeated symbols is checked and when an emoji is added to the list, when this emoji is present for three times or more, Jishuo will take the reading of the this emoji and it will um, handle it itself and it will say the number of times this emoji is, is uh, written and then the emoji. So this means that this um, setting or the option of handling the emojis by the TTS engine will be ignored if an emoji is added to the list of repeated symbols and if the repeated symbols is checked and the symbol is present for three times or more. So this was my demo of the word exclusions and symbol handling settings. I consider personally the word exclusions a radical approach. I don't use it myself, but I like the um, handling of repeated symbols. And I like that the user has the choice uh, regarding the emoji reading thing. I hope that uh, this was useful. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much, Karen. But I don't know why he had to put me in here, knowing very well. You know, this boy always takes a jab at me, uh, <laughs> even knowing, though, that I don't necessarily care about uh, CSR, you know, confused screen readers. So, but he has to take a jab there every single time. We'll wait till it comes to the Play Store. Then I'll be on board with all of you guys. How about that? I think, to be fair, Warren, if you asked everyone else, you'd, 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 you'd realize I, took a jab, I take a jab at everybody all the time. <laughs> there is any consolation, I do it at work as well, because I literally think the point of work is having fun. So. <laughs> now, guys, I'm yeah. really cheap. So ought we all to club together and buy Warren a one-year subscription to CSR? <laughs> Yeah, oh and, even I, and even I will purchase him a phone, a brand new phone. And CSR should be a system app on this phone. So oh it, will my be, gosh. It, it will greet him when he, when he starts the phone. Yeah, and we have the, we'd have the opportunity to convert him further. We could buy him a proper phone, couldn't we? Like not a, not a Fisher-Price phone. Yeah, you know, Al no, Alcatel or something better. You know, something yeah, better yeah. than a Pixel. Huawei. We should, we should give him a Huawei. <laughs> oh my gosh, Huawei! <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst of the bunch. And I'm sorry, we do have Huawei fans. I didn't mean that literally, guys. Just kidding. But uh, I think if you really want to bring me down to the dumps, it's probably maybe put CSR on an 
Alcatel, lousy Alcatel phone. <laughs> Send it to me. <laughs> the thing is, though, Warren, it would actually run better than TalkBack on that phone. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it because that phone is, uh, you know, I had an Alcatel a little while ago for the kids. And uh, to be honest, uh, I didn't necessarily care about it. And we're talking about maybe five, six years or maybe even seven years ago. Um, it, it just wasn't. Uh, for me, because for the kid, of course, they don't use TalkBack or screen readers, so it was just fine for them. But I don't see me using, you know, one of those phones necessarily. I even had an Honor phone back then, um, like you know, five years ago for the kids. You know, speaking of Alcatel, it even still has the phones with one gig of RAM. So I'm really curious to see how CSR will function in those phones. You know, it runs under 13, but one gig of RAM. So it's super curious, right? I, I have a friend who has um, a Z1 device oh, or something like something very. I actually I, I tried the the uh, the CSR on an SS5 phone and it is two gig, gigs of RAM. Yeah, it's not one, but but it's, it's working very well. Actually, I didn't expect it to, to be like this. Yeah, well, the uh, Nexus 5, you know, was the king uh, back in its day. And um, I wouldn't, you know, be surprised to hear that, you know, the screen reader runs well on it. Yeah, I love that phone. I used it for two years and it was amazing. Who made I that? Still have it. Was it 10 yeah, years old it, now, isn't it? Yeah. Was it it's LG? L- or was it L- L- no, yeah, it was, 2014. Yeah. It's LG. No, the Nexus 5 was 2013. 2013, yeah. No, 2014. No, no that's the Nexus 6. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I bought it on, in 2014, yeah, and it was 2013, yeah. Yeah. We got Nexus um, 5 in 2013, uh, Nexus 6 in 2014, and the um, 6P and the 5X in 2015. Yeah, so it'll be that's 10 years old this fall. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 10 years old. I still have it in my drawer, though. Um, now and then I take it out just for, you know, nostalgia. Were there two companies that made some of the Nexuses? The LG yeah. and someone else? Yeah, there were two. Um, you got the LG Samsung, guys. Samsung, Samsung created the Galaxy Nexus. HTC, and then you have uh, Samsung. Yes, so Samsung was the first. Well, no, HTC was the first one, and then Samsung has that Galaxy Nexus, the Nexus X, or I mean Nexus S, rather. And I have all of those phones, by the way, you know, going back to the very yeah. first one. Yeah. It, it was my trailer I was thinking of, I think. <laughs> Yeah, I still have all of them. This is Warren's Most Liked segment in which you can share how you got started with Android, the problems you had along the way, and much more. If you don't know what to say, we'll help you along the way. And now we move on to our final segment, and it's the Android Journey segments let me welcome again Harshit. hi Harshit. hey there Ed. Uh, nice to be here thank you so much really glad to have you now this is warren's definite favorite bit not me uh poking the bear this time it's actually right so i shall i shall exit stage left briefly uh and let warren uh drive drive this car 
Jeez. Thank you so much. I, I'm sure driving the car. And uh, now this is truly my favorite segment of the uh, podcast or the episode. And so I'm so excited that my friend Harshid is coming on to talk about his Android journey story. He and I talk many a nights, especially about microphones and things like that. And I've been trying to get the kettle thief to come on here for quite a while and talk about his Android journey story. And uh, every single time, you know, he's busy. He's a very busy guy, uh, does all sorts of things. And so I'm surprised that actually he's able to come here today. So here I welcome my friend, I call the kettle thief. Besides uh, Ed, who is also a kettle thief, uh, <laughs> how should you tell us about your hey there. story, oh, my man? man. I forgot the kettle bell. It's in the <laughs> yeah, forget about it. I'll get it later. Uh, welcome, guys. So yeah, my name is Harsha Trevetti from Central Florida, and uh, let's go. We we're talking about Android journeys, right? So where? Well, first of all, where did my phone journey start? Let's just put it that way. And behind me, I was able to wrangle up my. I think this is my phone from uh, uh, high school is what we would call it here. Um, this is a Sanyo. And this was the first Sanyo phone that had a color screen on it, which it wasn't the best colors or, you know, it wasn't like a fancy what we find on our touchscreens today, but it gave you your RGB color palettes and the, the contrast and stuff was good. So, I went in through this phone, went through a couple of BlackBerry phones and um, LG flip phones for music and the music. And after the BlackBerry, it was time where Google and Samsung and all these companies were coming out with their devices. And I can't find this too. It's somewhere in the room. But the Samsung Galaxy S2 was my first device. And um, if you... I guess I'll, I'll kind of stop by that, but if you have more questions, Warren, I'll where where do we, where should we go with this? So where are we in the um, if we think of the world? I know this is an Android. But if you think before talks and after talks in a Symbian world, is this is Symbian speaking phones alive and well when you've got your Sanio, or are we are we earlier than that? I suppose that they were available. Uh, I think Symbian and and uh, the Nokia phones and stuff were definitely out but for my vision i had i have low vision so i was able to kind of carry on with the magnification and uh you know to have the fancy ringtones and stuff uh from back then so i think for me it, a screen reader was not really a big uh a tool for me at that point it was more about the magnification and font and the contrast so the, the screens were a big deal for me that uh, makes sense yeah well, so, okay, so we had the Galaxy S2 phone here, and once I got into that, that's what introduced me to apps like Zello, like I showed earlier, where I kind of met with a few people and just kind of tinkered around, and I know people were using back then the uh, Nexus 5 and the 6 uh, around 2013, 14, 15, and I still it didn't pull me over there. Uh, Samsung was doing a great job with their screens. Um, and the, was it ice cream sandwich? It was 4.0. Yeah. 4.0. I think it was, it had, uh, everything that was dark moded. It felt like anyway, for today's standards. And it was one of my favorite operating systems. And then we came to lollipop and all of a sudden everything changed colors on me and, uh, readjustment and, uh, learning how to use talkback again. I, played with it even though I didn't need it. I just try to force myself to understand it. And then even something like Select to Speak was uh, something that I might have used. But um, 
I may do without a screen reader for quite some time. And sooner or later, TalkBack became a little bit more accessible. And back then, uh, Samsung called it voice assistant screen reader. It was their version of TalkBack. And uh, this is between when TalkBack changed from TalkBack to voice assistant and back to TalkBack. So uh, way back when it was originally, of course, TalkBack, and that was probably the S2 days. I then carried on to a Galaxy S5, which is behind me somewhere. Uh, rest in peace to it because it has water damage and a cracked screen. Home button at the bottom, port at the bottom that was uh, had a gasket on it that was supposed to keep it somewhat from water. Battery that is removable. So fun little device, lightweight, good size screen, I think 5.8 from back then. And then carried on to the Note 5 came out. Awesome phone, one camera, pen, I could write on it. It was high contrast and, again, drowned. But one of my favorite phones and uh, moved over from that and went. uh, So that happened, and I had to emergency go to Best Buy, which is our shop here for electronics in the States, and uh, went to go uh, to the place and uh, picked up a S8 Plus. And uh, I was kind of sad because I wanted to get the Note 8, and it wasn't out yet. And this is about summertime, uh, 4th of July weekend. And so I went ahead and got this uh, new device, the S8 Plus. And that's when Samsung really pushed the envelope, I think, where you had the curved screen. You had Oreo, which was this kicking butt with a lot of good things for accessibility. And uh, that just encouraged me to go back to my pen phone. So I went ahead and when the Note 9 came out, got back onto the pen because my Note 5 was my favorite and uh, that phone's still working. I will use it every day uh, for other stuff that I do. And uh, the Galaxy S22 Ultra has finally picked my brain a little. Um, I have a Pixel 4 XL and a 6 Pro from the Pixel lineup, but they're not. Uh, my SIM card is not in those phones. Um, those are mainly for testing and such. So uh, currently, this is kind of where I stand with my Samsung Galaxy S22. And uh, maybe we'll see with the Pixel Fold or uh, Samsung Fold, or we'll see. You have my deepest sympathies, and you know I'm, I'm thinking of you because of your erroneous Fisher Price purchases. But it sounds like, aside from those, you've been able to make relatively sensible decisions. You, you did just gloss a couple of issues, though, uh, and I wonder if you want to explain to the listeners how these things happened. You sort of said your phones drowned as though as, as though it was almost their fault, or at least you, you did not. Uh, expand on your own part in their in their downfall. I wonder if you cared to tell us their their their, their sad stories. Absolutely. So if I had uh, to play out music in the background, S five here it is, and uh, the gasket broke from the bottom, so the water repellent, so to speak, was not available to it. So the port might have got fried there, and then it flipped outside of a pool and then landed onto the pool deck. So there went crack of a screen. Note 5, same situation, but I don't know if it's my fault or the phone's fault. Uh, I'm walking around on the ledge uh, where there's pools right behind me. Someone decides to move their chair while I'm holding onto the handle of the chair, trying to like get out of my way, and I was trying to hold onto the chair. And my foot, back foot goes into the pool again, drowned. So... Uh, the back of that phone, I guess, had some damage or something. It was supposed to be, again, water repellent to a certain degree. I pulled it right out of the pool really quick, but it came on and I put the rice rice treatment and everything else and they didn't come back. 
you're telling this story, Harshit, and I'm sitting here, I'm looking at Florida, Florida, Florida. Is it a good place for a blind kid? You guys have a ubiquity of, you know, poles everywhere. And I'm afraid I may, <laughs> you know, fall into a pole somewhere. <laughs> I well, don't know, oh, and them training yesterday showed me swipe left, swipe left, cover your right, cover your left, right? So, yeah, it's, it's I mean... The pool's going to happen anyway, but, you know, we always are introduced <laughs> to these IP68, IP67, and then we think about them. And when when does our phone really actually do what it's supposed to do? I mean, my Note 9's also fallen in water, so it's still there. It still works just fine. But it also uses OtterBox case that most of my phones are in are OtterBox cases. So uh, I don't know if that helps it or, you know, certain delicacies there. But um uh, I mean, it's going to rain anywhere, right? It rain is rain. I mean, I hear Seattle is quite rainy, isn't it, or Washington? Yeah, but but well, I'm not in Seattle, but like, so you're not nine. Did that also fall in a pool, or was that in a bathtub? No, uh, I don't recall where it dropped. I think it's just, but it's, it's a lot of body of water. <laughs> that, it, that means it was the toilet. He doesn't recall. No, it wasn't the toilet. <laughs> I've known that one yet. So I appreciate that. I think I appreciate that one. I think Ed was right. It is the per- the person's fault who moved the chair. It's always. The the very helpful sighted people that <laughs> cause problems, you know, <laughs> like the the people that open the door for you and don't tell you it's open, <laughs> and then you walk into the side of it or something, you know. Yeah, they're trying to help you out, and you know, talking about toilets and and all of that, you know. I uh, know my wife dropped hers in uh, the Z Z three, you know, the um, Motorola Z three, and um, you know, and there it went. It just died. From I had water. a friend who actually dropped her toilet in the rest stop toilet with an auto flush, and it went bye bye. I could not even recover it because the sensor went off like as the phone was going. <laughs> and she had, she had insurance on the phone and everything. And they're like, uh, "We can't replace your phone if you don't have it." Oh no! They made the S bend. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> probably that was one of those little uh, flip phones, you know, uh, my my in-law, you know, she lost a flip phone in that uh, toilet as well. So funny, we're talking about uh, phones falling into the toilet and, you know, it had never been recovered. It, it got flushed. It went down. Yep, it was, fortunately, it was an iPhone. <laughs> Thank you. So, so as we're talking about flushing, do we feel as current state of mind that we're flushing our money down the toilet, so to speak, with these phones, or are they really giving us innovation? You know, coming from my first color phone screen to <laughs> my Note 9, my favorite curved screen, really decent 4,000 milliampere battery, headphone jack, you know, really decent phone. Uh, are we really... Don't forget the SD money? card. Don't forget oh, the SD, SD card. card. Yeah, yeah, for SD yeah. card lovers right Thank there you. and all, all the fun stuff there. But, uh, I mean, where are we with uh, state of mind of... Should we, what's our next device or how do we show people, you know, compared to our journeys every day that we're, we're Android heads, but how do we, you know, go from here and where, what do we explain to our audience? So, so the next innovation won't be a phone. It'll be a different device, I think. It might run Android, um, but I think, I, th- I think a phone is a phone is a phone. And I don't see, to be fair to the manufacturers, I don't, I don't see really what, what, what more? You, I mean, there are aesthetic things they can do, uh, which is kind of interesting. You know, do we want a phone with no buttons? I imagine as blind people, we probably unbalanced not, but I'm sure they could make it work. But you know, most of them are now sheets of glass, and, and I don't see 
how that changes. We're not going to go smaller because people want the screens. And I think I think the next innovation will be away from a phone to a different device. But others might disagree. I think we have plateaued when it comes to phone designs and all of that. And uh, frankly, if you buy a phone today, or if you have a phone from two years ago, three years ago, whatever, four years, even five years ago, nothing really has changed besides, you know, the chip in those things. Uh, but, you know, design-wise, I don't think there's anything left to the imagination. And so if we're buying any new phones, you're buying it exclusively because of the new chip and uh, most especially with AI now becoming the thing and a lot of things being done on the device. Some of these devices uh, need the newer chips in order to be able to have those on-device uh, performances. And other than that, frankly, I don't see anything new. You know, I kind of sit in the same mind frame as Ed. I don't necessarily know that the next um, generation of devices are going to be cell phones or smartphones. I'm kind of thinking they're probably going to start merging more into the world of um, like AR glasses, continuation of the watches, stuff like that. I don't see the smartphone lasting many more years the way things are currently going with technology. I agree with all of y'all. I think uh, that XR, augmented reality, and uh, virtual reality kind of mixture is definitely a thing to look at. I mean, uh, you know, Apple is definitely doing their thing, but as far as getting a, a Play Store, as we're talking about today's topic, how do we get more developers to remember us, right? If they're making apps and making augmentation for sound, how are we able to get in touch with them to make sure that they're also making stuff for us, our community. Uh, so definitely, I think wearables are in the next phase and next place of uh, devices. And have you ever been tempted to move away from the big two hardship? So I would, if I go anywhere else, I would probably go Sony next i'm really intrigued by sony at this point and uh if any other companies if i go towards would be sony first uh i'm i'm very brand disloyal so i think in my well since i switched to android full-time in 2020 i've had i started as samsung and it it died in spectacular fashion when i had to go into work and they put may i ask if it was a j-series phone by the way it was not a j-series phone <laughs> Absolutely, it wasn't. Uh, but they they, they put a bollard to stop lorries or trucks ramming people at pedestrian crossings in terrorist attacks, and I missed it with my cane, and it it just caught screen front and center. Uh, it had a screen protector on, but uh, everything died. So then I went OnePlus, then I went Sony, now I'm on Xiaomi, and I have a Fisher Price for beta loading purposes. So I'm I'm very brand disloyal. How are you liking uh, when you were with between that Sony shift? How did you enjoy that? Uh, I like the Sony. It's a it, it's a really it's a really nice phone. Uh, I wanted to try Xiaomi though, and it's a little bit more. It it, it was a slightly more up to date. It's a bit more of a challenging phone because uh, you have to kind of curb some of its tendencies and turn off some of its optimizations. What's really interesting though, uh, and I hadn't clocked this, but uh, my step sister in law is a admittedly a software user tester for a big u s i t firm and i got i i 
wound up setting up my Xiaomi on Christmas Day when I saw it, and I and I passed to the two phones to say, which do you think is the better phone? Generally, not from a screen reader perspective, and she much preferred the Xiaomi in terms of usability and knowing where stuff was and you know fonts and screens and stuff. Which I was quite surprised about. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking that uh, Xiaomi has a good place. Uh, I've had, I've talked to a couple of friends from Egypt and stuff, and uh, Xiaomi definitely a good brand there in India. I'm, I'm sure uh, Austin's using brands as such out that way. Um, what's quite interesting, though, is between Xiaomi and Vivo and all of that is the extra additional features, as we were talking about earlier, like IR blasters. Uh, there's a lot of useful tools. Again, innovation of phones, uh, old devices to new devices. If you have a new device that has your old nostalgic uh, features, uh, why not, right? We, we, I know we want bigger batteries, we want bigger things, but why are we copying each other and not innovating to even get features that make life easier, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, a Sony phone is like a Sony everything else. You know, it, it's brilliant hardware. That's its main sell. Uh, that's, what, that's what they do. They've stuck with something that's largely stock. Uh, if I had the next phone up and the Xiaomi, you know, the the the, the Xiaomi has more interesting things about it, uh, some of which are challenging, but as you say, some of which are quite innovative. The, the Sony is not particularly innovative, but the hardware is absolutely amazing. Sony uh, is living on past glory. That's by the all. way, uh, since Warren kept on calling me up for the mic thing, I'm going to fight back. You know, this is what I've learned to fight back. <laughs> uh, we need to look at it at Sony pretty quickly. Uh, Clear with a clear view because they're coming out soon with screen readers on their cameras. So even for us low vision folks, or even that are blind, you know, if we just want to try it out, uh, we never know what information or feedback we could give to Sony, and if we could have screen readers on cameras and such, or you know, use a uh, a phone from Sony itself and then plug and play makes it into a webcam. I think that's going to be a brilliant idea moving forward. They've done it already. They've already got a camera. They've done it, yeah, but I'm just saying like more yeah. on the mainstream side of things. Uh, Pixel 14 is coming out with, I think, where you could use your phone as a camera as well, but uh, just uh, some interesting things what's happening at Sony right now. I would love for all plug-and-play cameras to be respected by all apps, like on Windows. So, you know, the likes of Ira would have to acknowledge whichever camera you plugged into it, rather than defaulting to the native camera on the phone agreed please do it guys. that would be an amazing <laughs> thing thank you so much bro you have been absolutely you know uh, been so helpful to me when we talk about mics and all of that and so finally got you here to come and talk about this favorite segment of mine you know the android journey story and guys if you haven't been on here to talk about your android journey story don't be shy just come on and talk about it you see we didn't give him a hard time did we no we didn't no not at all warning <laughs> uh i guess it- Modern day, as I'm running around with my S22 Ultra and stuff, uh, I welcome you guys. Uh, I, I in the pandemic, uh, there's a, a organization called iBug Today, iBlind Users Group, and uh, I ran into their Android call and I started answering questions after another after another, and they're like, "Hey, will you stay?" So uh, for three years at this point, every third Wednesday, if you go to iBugToday.org. Uh, I want expertise of Ed and everyone like yourselves out here to to come out there so we could teach people the right way and teach them what Android's all about because everybody has these questions. And um, maybe, you know, I, I've always told them go to the 
the talkback segments that you guys have done because it's something quickly someone could watch a five to ten minute video you know during their gym workout or something and feel more comfortable using a screen reader so uh you know i, I really enjoy how we've we've come to episode 124 next week 125 uh, you know, I really appreciate that all the work that you guys just put in and, you know, it get, continues to get better. So thank you so much for having me for today. Uh, Android Journey Story. And the other thing as well, Harsha, I'm, I'm all for pluralism. You know, we're not we're not the monopoly on wisdom by any means. And, and if there are other resources, you're involved with the Facebook group for Android as well, aren't you? We used to That's be. correct. Yep. Uh, that was one of the first where it's like, hey, will you be admin? I'm like, sure. Uh, and uh, Austin would drop his videos and I, I need to change it. And it had. A label there so if you guys want to drop in all the videos there again we could make it so people would just click one click and find all the episodes easily so yeah uh blind and vision impaired android users is the facebook group yeah join ours first though blind of course blind and they're all they're all the, <laughs> because the thing is yeah. is getting the people the information right hey there's this group okay let's follow because it's Android is Android. It you know we're we're all kind of belong to the same group. If if anything, we're all talking the same talk. So definitely blind Android users are either or. Um, but uh, definitely, I would say for anything that's more valuable to me is go check out their YouTube channel, and go check out the playlist and stuff. Because if you need to go back, that's where the gold is at. And I want to mention uh, the fact that I back today. I've been there a few times. And as yes. a matter of fact, I, think I posted the um, URL on our Telegram group too, because like you said, every third Wednesday of every month. So, you know, you have some time in the evening. Usually this happens. Um, is that like 7 uh, Central? I don't remember. Yes, uh, it's. Uh, I'll give you the Eastern time since I'm in Eastern time, but 8 to 9.30 Eastern, uh, 7 to 7.30 or 7 to 8.30 Central. And it's like 5.30 uh, Pacific. 5.30, or 5 to 6.30 Pacific. 5 to 6.30 Pacific time. And so, uh, I don't know, Ed, you guys uh, five hours or six hours now with the time change? Uh, five on Eastern, five. so it's like, okay. yeah. Uh, so by that time, though, so you One o'clock, if you want to join uh, after a few you uh, know, drinks at the pub, join in exactly. and talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and a kebab or something. Yeah, be absolutely yeah, buzzing. Probably Ed may be awake, who knows? Uh, <laughs> But seriously, um, we thank you for what you're doing for the blind community uh, on iBug today. And so, like I said, if you have some time in the evening just trying to kick back, you know, every third Wednesday of the month, you could just uh, join these guys and uh, just chit-chat about Android and the good things about Android and all of that. Because when it's all said and done, we're helping the one same community, and that's the blind community. And I'm so thankful that we have other resources out there for our community. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Warren. It is curtain drawing time. Thus, we come to the end of today's episode. And up next, we give you information on how to get hold of us. And that brings us to the end of this week's episode so austin how do people find us to contact us you can send an email to contact us at blindandroidusers.com you can join a mailing list by sending an email to 
blind android users plus subscribe at groups.io you can join our telegram facebook discord and subscribe to our youtube channel the links for everything will be at the bottom of the show notes and also in the video description of the youtube channel and also the links are in the websites panel of the youtube channels well say bye bye to the nice people everybody bye bye to the nice people everybody bye everybody bye bye everyone nice people yeah bye bye have a happy eid happy eid Thanks for listening to another episode of the Blind Android Users Podcast. Until we see you next week, don't forget to leave us your comments and suggestions via our email contact or using any of our social media sites. Have a great week. Bye.